Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad to be back on here tonight. Glad to have everybody with me. Um, end of July, meant the end of the 2018 women's tackle football season. And uh, I guess now for a lot of teams, uh, they're just taking a few uh, few weeks off before uh, starting back recruiting hard and uh, trying to get ready for the uh, 2018. 19 season, so um, everybody that that I know of is sort of in uh, um, getting healthy mode. Uh, a lot of players nicked and banged up, uh, especially on these smaller roster teams. These girls play so much, um, so this is just sort of a healing time of year for for a lot of the small teams. Probably a lot of the bigger teams, not near as many injuries, and they're probably ready to go uh, still yet and play a bunch of games. But uh, what a great season it was, uh, 2018. Seen lots of uh, really good games. Um, watched a lot of games. Um, you know, we're not far away from, from really gaining some ground and respect here in women's football, uh, I say it all the time there. I think we're we're close but we're we're still a long ways apart because we all can't get together on the same page. But as far as the parity and and uh, a lot of people thinking the same way, just getting everybody there is gonna be um hard. I think it's one thing that's uh, held back for a long time. Um, you know, a lot of people don't I don't think they really care if it if it gets bigger or you know if it goes to the level of uh, you know actually these girls get supplemented to play um, I don't know that any that everybody cares or, or wants that and it's going to be hard until we get sort of under one umbrella some way somehow uh, to get the job done but uh, anyway. Uh, it was it was a great season, and uh, you know, speaking of the end of July, the WFA uh, had their 
championships in Atlanta, Georgia. I was really wanting to go. Some things come up. We didn't get to go uh, watch. We did try to watch on the live feed some, but the live feed wasn't that good. I don't understand why these uh, teams can't uh, keep the live feed up and going. Um, we when we have games or uh, the Pumas, they have a really good live stream guy, and uh, you know you can you can watch these games in entirety. And this uh, best of the West thing was just like the WFA championship. Uh, live feed kept going off. I mean, I know you want people at the game versus watching live feed, but still, if you're gonna put it out there, I don't understand why you can't. Uh, Get it to work all the time. But anyway, um, the Division Three game was between Orlando and Arkansas. Uh, Orlando actually blew them out. Not sure what happened exactly in that game. Didn't get to see much of it. But uh, Orlando, has a rematch of last year's championship game, and uh, Orlando got the best of them this year. Division two, I did get to watch a lot of that game that uh, that stayed up and played when it was on, and uh, the New York Sharks beat the Minnesota team. Uh, Division one, uh, Boston, they just took it to the Warriors. Um, really, I thought it was going to be a really good game when it started, and uh, next thing I know, Boston sort of. Uh, Take control of it pretty handily. So, um, congratulations to all three of those teams uh, for winning their championships. Um, you know, women's football is exactly just that. Um, it's football with women playing, um, no matter what league you're in, there's going to be uh, champions out of each league. Um, Everybody, you know, wants to say their league's better. They got better teams. And, you know, that's always a, a saying all the way across all all kinds of sports, you know. And um, until everybody gets on the same roster uh, level and, um, and uh, the same coaching level where everybody has the same amount of coaches and the same amount of players and, and all this stuff. We're never going to really know who's who. Um, not sure that they want uh, I've heard for years, you know, um, this team's going to play this team, and it never happens. So no matter what league you're in, there's going to be uh, champions of that league. Um, it's their day to shine if you win and they won and congratulations to them. Um, it is just hoopla. I don't know why there has to be, um, you know, always conflict when somebody wins something. I congratulate, you know, let everybody else uh, do the talking. So, uh, again, congratulations to all them. Um, I do have a, a guest on tonight, uh, Mindy Jenkins. She was the 2018 USWFL Defensive Line Woman of the Year. Uh, she had a really, really good year, and uh, she's going to be joining us to talk about that here in a little bit. And uh, look, looking forward to that. Uh, one thing we did get to go to last week that I really, really enjoyed, uh, we did get to go to uh, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, to the Houston Texans training camp uh, for a couple of days, and man, I I'll tell you, I, I really really um, enjoy that. And that 
we went last year for a day, next year for two. Uh, maybe next year we try for a few more days than that. It's uh, it's truly amazing the way those they do things. Now I, I grant you, when you got 90 players out there and you got all kinds of help and every tool at your disposal and and everything else, I know it's a lot e- a lot easier to do that stuff. But man. The upbeat, the tempo of the way they do practice, and everybody um, is on the same page of what they're doing. I mean, there's no letdown um, and waiting on somebody because they're confused or where where they need to be at this drill. And uh, man, I I love that. It's it's one of the best things, uh, truly, to me that that there is. I I like it myself better better than going to a game. So um, last year we got to watch them uh, scrimmage the New England Patriots, and that was even better than this. But I, um, we did get to watch them go offense against defense several times and uh, seven on seven a lot of times. We got to watch them um, special teams on each other. And it, it's just truly – something um if you're a football fan you truly need uh to go to one of these training camps somewhere um especially if you got a favorite team uh hop on a plane or bus or something ride down there and check them out wherever they're at because i'm telling you it's a lot of a lot of fun now i myself i, I don't like a lot um the way, the way a lot of these nfl players act uh, the way they do things um but I, I love football, so just being around football is is a great thing for me. And uh, you know, just just watching these guys get out there and get after it. And you know, we we really watched um, a lot of the linemen. They were actually closer to us. And uh, man, people don't realize how big those guys are and uh, how fast they are. You know, that's the thing. Uh, one thing about women's football is the the speed of the game. I know there's some fast players, and I don't want to take anything away from anybody, but the speed of the game and how fast all these players are is just unbelievable. And then uh, watching all these young players and these free agents and these um, unrestricted free agents and all these people uh, fighting for these jobs, uh, you get to see a lot of a lot of things that you, you behind the scenes stuff that people don't realize um, that happens, and uh, it truly is something that everybody. If, if you're a football, if you're truly a football fan, now you know. To, to me, I, I get a little perturbed a lot of times because most I, I'm gonna say ten percent of the people. They go to football games, don't even know anything about football. And uh, that that drives me crazy. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're a football fan, you need to try to go to go to one of these things and, and really take it in and check it out and uh, just enjoy it, uh, how things go. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Texans. Uh, I like J.J. Watt and a few of the players they got, but, man, it's, it's the closest one to us, and, and it's just unbelievable the way they do things. And, and to have all those players and all that help, I mean, just everything, anything you want and everything at your disposal, you just can't imagine without going uh, to see one how it really, truly,
and it it is something to watch and uh, I hope I get to go next year and like I say go for a few more days maybe and uh, check that out so um, you know I know when shoot when we have practice we don't even have enough to uh, you know practice against one another and uh, you know I know a lot of a lot of these women teams are in the same boat. So you just can't imagine seeing 90, 90 players out there. And, I mean, the third team, you got two third teams of offense and defense going at it, two second teams. I mean, on down the line. Uh, the machines they got that does the kicking off and the punting so they don't have to uh, keep doing so much of it. Just everything is just, it's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it, these guys work hard too. Now, I don't mean to take nothing away from from these players. When I say I'm not a fan, I'm just not a fan of uh, the way a lot of them act and do. And they made millions of dollars, and then they want to get on there and talk about they deserve this and they deserve that. And you know, I, I'm I'm like a, one of the GMs from a, a former GM. I heard him say that. A lot of players in the NFL have made a fortune by what they did in past years instead of previous years and uh, or uh, instead of the years coming up. And, you know, that's, that's sort of my theory on it is, uh, you know, I think everybody should get uh, paid by production. So uh, that's the kind of stuff that, that gets to me and, and uh, makes me grumble about it. But I do love the sports. And uh, to get ready to start, they don't have the Hall of Fame game. I think there's actually going to be two games maybe this Thursday night. Um, so football is not, I mean, it's uh, women's football stops and what? two or three weeks, and uh, the NFL starts back. College is just right around the corner. Um, you know, like I say, before you know it, uh, it'll be the first of the year and, and uh, end of this year, first of next year, and these women's teams will uh, be practicing hard and getting in the swing of it and uh, getting ready to go again. So um, that's the way we like it uh, around here is football 24-7. Um, and really, it is. I mean, I, I bet you since since our season ended, I've I've been on the phone or or talked to somebody in some way, fashion, or form about football every day, at least once or twice a day uh, since the middle of July, and uh, what's that been three weeks, I suppose. So it uh, it truly is. 24-7 around here, um, you know, with the league and, and the end of the year, people, um, you always have teams thinking they fit better in another league than this league. And, you know, it, it, and it truly is up to the team of, of which league fits you the best. I mean, um you know, some some our league, you may have to travel some, but the games are going to be uh, more competitive. In other leagues, you're not going to have to travel as much. But you're going to have to play a lot better teams. Um, you know, chances of going to the playoffs and and uh, championships are not near as good as they are in a, a smaller league uh, where the teams are are closer in size, more parity. Um, and that kind of nature. So it's all in what 
um, fits your team. And I know you, people out there listen, dang, oh, yeah, he just said that. But I truly do tell every person um, that calls me about wanting to get a team in our league and, you know, asking me all these questions and this, that, and the other. And you know what? Our league is not for every team. The WFA is not for every team. Um, so, you know, you got to find a league that fits your team uh, and your team's needs for what they can do for you and you can do for them. And, and it has to be common. You know, we have to uh, do it together. And uh, it's not always not always the case just because I don't like the way you do things. I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. Well, go ahead. You know what? It ain't always better. It ain't always better. Um, so, you know, find the lead that suits you. Uh, get in it. Uh, learn to, um, what you want to do, what you need to do to help your team. Because for me, it's all about your team, your players. That's who deserves the opportunities to do stuff. Uh, let's go over the line here. I think we got Mandy on. How about it, Mandy? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Glad you come on tonight. Glad you find the time to to join us. I know you've been awful, awful busy uh, chasing a bunch yeah. of rugrats around. Oh yeah, we just got in from cheer practice a little while ago and handled bath time and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's always an adventure every evening. Well, now, now you ain't decided to trade in the helmet for pom poms, have you? Uh, me no. They tried to get me to coach this, this year, and I was like, "That's not my thing, guys." Uh, you know, I could go help the little pee wee kids, you know, play football, but you don't want me to be your cheer coach. That was never my thing. So, yeah, they tried, but no. <laughs> okay, we're just making sure we didn't wasn't gonna uh, lose you to, to being a cheerleader. Cheerleader now, still a football player. That would never. <laughs> hey, I hear you. Well, listen, we um, I, I announced for you come on. A lot of people didn't know or don't know, but you were the 2018 USWFL Defensive Line Woman of the Year. Um, tell, tell us in your words what does what does that really mean to you? Um. I don't know. Like it feels, it feels, it feels like a big accomplishment for me this year because, um, well, I'm past thirty now. Um, I didn't really think that it was possible before, um, but my mindset has changed this year, um, and it's not something that like I actually like set out to do. Like I didn't start out the beginning of the season thinking that I want to be defensive line woman of the year. Um, I just thought, you know what, I want to go and play my best year possible. I want to go and play every game as if it's my last. And um, I feel I feel good about that. Um, it was never about stats. I mean, there were several times that we talked, you know, after games and watching game film. And, you know, you would tell me, like, how many tackles I had. And I'd be like, I only remember, like, two or three. So it was never really about racking up stats for me. It just kind of came with 
I feel like maybe my work ethic and just wanting to do a good job and, you know, do my part, um, you know, as my role um, as a part of the team. That's kind of where my mindset was. But, I mean, it's it's a great honor. Um, it's not something that I really thought would happen. Um, you know, I'm not your most athletic <laughs> lady. I mean, there's a lot of um, great athletes in the league. And to be able to, you know, pull that off, um, it made me feel pretty good. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, some Puma players on here that won this stuff, and Paige Jones sort of said the same thing uh, as you did, and and she she's about your age, and she uh, you know just said it's hard to believe because she's you know over the age of thirty, and when I I told her that you know I'm sitting here looking at the list right now, and uh, over 50%, I'm going to say 60% of the awards given out for the league were to players over the age of 30. Um, so, you know, there has to be something, um, you know, said for for you girls that have, you know, have played for several years. It, and, and, I'm not, and I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm not going to say for everybody, but – for some of those, Paige said the same thing as you. Look, I'm not the most athletic. I'm not the this, that, and other. And, and I can lift the same on down through here. But when when you're not that athletic and as you get older, you understand things better and, you know, you take a different approach maybe than, than these young girls do. And I, I think that has helped not just you, but her and, and Jennifer and, and Junebug and a lot of these girls along the way that, that are um, over the age of 30 that have really put up some good numbers the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I think I think there's a couple components um, that go along with that. It's, um, and I don't mean to knock anybody who is, you know, younger because there are some really, really athletic girls that are in their 20s. Um, you know, and they have they have the ability to be able to to do the same thing, but I feel that as you get older, there's a certain amount of personal growth and um, mental growth to where you kind of look at things in a different perspective, and I feel that that kind of changes how you approach the game, how you approach training. Um, there's more on the line the older that you get. Um, then there's also the realization of, you know, your expiration date as a, you know, a football player. Um, when we went and watched the Texans uh, training camp, I was looking at the roster, and I remember showing you they had their punter was 41. They had two players that were 34 and maybe one other player that was 30. The rest of the guys on that roster were all in their, their 20s to mid-20s. And that was kind of like one of those, it just kind of reiterated everything that I have kind of felt after turning 30 is that there's not much time left. And, you know, if, if I'm going to go out here and ball out, it's not going to be next season or next season. It's got to be now. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of the pressure to, you know, perform while I can have been there. And then also, again, that personal growth, the mental toughness, that has come with my age 
has really kind of helped, um, I feel like, be an all-around player. Again, I'm not the most athletic, but I've I've learned to play a little bit smarter, um, and I feel like that's been something that's helped. And, you know, just having that drive and that want to do the best I can while I still can. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, this year – was um, I mean I know you didn't play for us last year, but I know all the teams that you played last year um, as well. And this year, the teams that ran our league were hands down above and beyond better than any of the teams that that we played last year. And uh, to to come in, I mean, you know, and I and I don't mean this in kind of any disrespect, but you know, last year. When when we played when we played you guys, I, I told uh, Coach Mike, I said, you know, it's 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 a shame that we're not. And I'm not going to say we wasn't worried about you, but we really wasn't trying to game plan around you. You know what I mean? And I told him, I said, man, that girl could be so good. And and we talked about, and you know, we never dreamed that we would have you on our team this year. Uh, you know, when we were talking about this, and I said it's just a shame because she could be so good. Because I felt like that they used you in the wrong kind of situation. And then you come here and, and we talk, and I say, hey, here's what the way I want to use you in this situation. And you know yourself, I said it right from the get go. I said, hey, you can be the best D woman in this league. Um, and, yeah. you know, I told you that from the get-go. And, uh, you know, we worked on it all year. We changed some things. I mean, we didn't change a bunch of things. We just put you in different situations, in different um, scenarios, and uh, sort of tried to play you one way versus playing you two ways. And and it worked out. I'm going to throw this stat out here for you. And, um, of course, I know – I'm, uh, a lot of people are not big stats persons, but people. But I'm gonna say you, here, here's here's your stat in the seven regular season games, not the playoff game or the championship. So in seven games, you had 40 and a half tackles, 16 and a half were for loss, three and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Now, you play defensive tackle. Now, I've got stats on most most of the players that played in the league. And there is probably maybe two people. Uh, well, there is, there's three people. Jennifer had more tackles than anybody in the league in seven games. Two people between you and her um, that had more tackles than you. One of them only played six games, and one of them played eight games. So, and they're playing. All three of the players that have more tackles than you are playing outside linebacker or inside linebacker. So, to finish in the top four in tackles in a league, and to be playing defensive lineman, there there's something to be said from that. When we played the team that won the championship three games. We played the team that was uh, the second seed in the playoffs three games. Um, 
and the other teams that we played, one played in the Division Two Championship, and the other one was the fourth seed in the playoffs. So it ain't like we had a cupcake schedule. So for you to put up those kind of numbers in in those in those games is pretty astonishing. Well, I think, I mean, and I, I, in like game mode, I can't really say that I was thinking about it. <laughs> but I think maybe something that helped me, considering my position as a defensive tackle versus like being a defensive back, um, was even if like it went outside of my area, you know, um, I I pursued I guess what you would call those hustle tackles. Um, I still continued to pursue the ball. Um, just because that's my job <laughs> and I never want to give up on a play. Um, I don't really, I don't really know how it happened. It's just, I just had a drive and a want to do a good job. And, you know, when I was on, I think it might've been, that was maybe the first time you had me on here. I was just talking about that being kind of my mentality in life in general. Um, you know, uh, when I go to work, I want to do my job to the best of my ability. You know, I want to be the best mother I can possibly be, the best wife I can possibly be. And that mindset carries onto the football field for me as well. Um, you know, I want to play and be the best player I can possibly be for my team. So um, how I managed to get those numbers, I don't know. Um, I do feel like I need to send out apology notes to a lot of my own teammates because I know that, there was a couple of times that I, <laughs> I ended up smashing a couple of my own teammates in the process, but um, I don't know. I had a good time this year, and I really enjoyed, um, you know, just playing ball, and it was it was a good time for me. Um, it was, I will say it was probably a lot easier playing just straight defense because for the six years prior to, I played defensive line, offensive line, and kickoff return. And perhaps maybe that helped me having a little more gas in the tank to be able to get the job done. So I would say that that was definitely a good game plan. (laughs) Um, It definitely, you know, it helped us out, I feel like, as a whole, using me that way. Right. Well, you know, he's talking about the hustle plays, and I said a lot uh, during the year. When we were at that Texans camp the other day, Look at how all of those guys, um, defensive tackles to the to linebackers to safety, how they all hustled to that ball every single time, man. It was it was amazing. And and I and I know. Look, I mean, I'm I'm smart enough to understand that. You know, there's only so many. I don't care how good a shape you get in. Uh, not just you in general, I'm talking about anybody, to how good a shape they get in, you're going to run out of gas. I mean, you know Junebug is in as good a shape as anybody can possibly be. And we literally we literally seen her in that championship game as hard as it was down there on the field. I seen her for the first time all year look gassed. And that takes away – from a lot of what I think of, of everybody, you know, going that extra, what I would call it, it ain't a mile, but going that extra mile to make it to to everybody getting around that ball. And, you know, when when all those guys do is play defense, most of them, 
are not on special teams. I mean, that's basically all they do. So, um, you know, they play uh, about a third of the snaps a game of what most of these women are out here playing. And it's hard to give 100% of energy on every single play. I know, I know we should. But, I mean, I'm a realist, and it's just hard sometimes. And I think that that's what – I mean, honestly, I think that that's what we see, um, you know, when I uh, watch them and, and we're just a little bit away. You know, and then I look at maybe who it is, and, I mean, you look back and they're probably giving you everything they got. They're just gassed, you know. Yeah. And for you, I mean, I, I really did. I said that a lot of times, you know, you make a lot of – a hustle play just by continuing on down the line scrimmage. And, and when I played ball, I played defensive tackles. Same place you did. And I had a bunch of tackles myself. Most of them were several yards beyond the line scrimmage. I was nowhere near a good defensive tackle. I played linebacker my whole life, and I pursued the ball like a linebacker versus a defensive tackle. Don't know that I ever had a sack. But I pursued that ball, and I got a bunch of tackles because I pursued the ball. Um, That's one thing that our team has to learn to do better uh, is pursue the ball. And, you know, going down the line of scrimmage, you know, I watch um, going down the line of scrimmage, you you know, you make several plays or if they cut back or or things of that nature. And and it wasn't just, you know – Little hand tackles and I mean you you sort of slam them to the to the ground and and that's that's what you got to have and um, you know the, that's when you play in those trenches like that I mean there was lots of times you were taking on double teams and triple teams and it, hey but let me just tell you you know yourself when it's a hundred degrees and then that field has that much heat. Those girls, it ain't. It don't matter how good they block you, just laying on you, holding you. You know, uh, that takes oh, it yeah. out of you. It's definitely exhausting. I mean, there's a lot of times, you know, afterwards, I've made the comment like, I feel like I spent time bench pressing a truck because, you know, I'm having to like push people off of me um, or fight my way through, um, you know, offensive linemen. And it is really, and until you play there, until you play on the offensive line or defensive line, you don't really realize how taxing it is. You usually think that those are just where you put your big body people. But it really does require a lot of endurance. I may not be a running back or a wide receiver, but it's exhausting to constantly, like, push your way through and then have to run after somebody. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not exactly a petite little girl, so – um, you know, I'm just a trucking it, <laughs> just trying to catch somebody. Um, and I know as far as my tackling form, uh, that could probably use some work. I just kind of feel like I bear hug people. Um, <laughs> and I could probably go a little bit lower, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a different world playing on the defensive line or even on the offensive line than what a lot of people may think or realize it, Definitely not for, you know, any anybody who's weak or, you know, can't handle being, like, roughed up a little bit because it gets a little nasty in there. <laughs> yeah, well, can you imagine, um, you know, going to a practice and, and having all the tools at your disposal, 
that they had at first at Texans camp. Um, can you imagine every single position has a coach and at least one helper, at least one helper. Um, any to any tool you want, anything, 90 players there. Can you just imagine going to a practice like that? It would be amazing. Like, I remember towards the end, we went over there, the linemen were doing some work, and I don't even know what the equipment was they were using, but it was basically kind of like a table, and it was meant for them to kind of fire off and stay low. And I was like, I would love to, like, have something like that to work on because that's one of that's one of my weaknesses is firing out and going up. And to be able to practice that and just, you know, have that repetition, the muscle memory to where I just naturally stay lower, I mean, that would be amazing. And, you know, being able to have multiple eyes on what you're doing and giving perspective on, um, you know, what it is that you are doing, critiquing, you know, things and just helping you to be an, a better all-around player. I mean, it would be, it would be amazing. Um, I would love to experience that. Um, you know, there was a part of me, like, when we were sitting there, I was like, I wish they would just let us kind of go out there and do this with them, like, you know, <laughs> at least, like, some of the training stuff they were doing, um, technique drills and stuff, like, I would have really enjoyed that. Um, and I hope to one day see, you know, our team and other teams grow to that, level to where we can do stuff like that because it would only benefit women's football altogether. Um, but that was a, that was an amazing experience being, being able to go and watch that and see, you know, the work they put in. And you can tell that that is, that is their job. That's their craft. That's what they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to build for them. It's no doubt about it. That was, I really enjoyed that. Um, that's, and getting back to what you just said about it would benefit um, women's football, you know, it's it's sad that, you know, we we live, or I live, not you, you live a couple and a half hours from me, but I live uh, about two hours from, from a team in Knoxville that doesn't have very many more. I mean, they have a few more players than us but they probably don't get them all to practice. Um, you know, every other week or, or every week or something, we should be meeting them somewhere, even if we go down there and they come up here having joint practices, uh, controlled joint practices. You know what I mean? Where, hey, we only run our defense, you know, work on everything you need to work on. Even though you got two different teams, you can you can work together as one to to really get better. And, you know, that's one thing that I see, um, you know, you don't think about it when uh, when you're on, when you're at practice or on the, the field as much. But when you play for a small team, you miss out on all this extra work. Uh, some of these girls just see uh, people across from them on game day. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, like, you, I've always felt that you are only, you know, as good as, you know, your your competition. And if you don't have that in, like, a practice setting, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not setting yourself up for as much success and you're going in and playing these teams. And, you know, this year, at, when I played for the Wildfire, 
we were a part of this league um, the whole six years that I played, and this has been absolutely the most competitive season I've seen across the board with all the teams. And, you know, I feel like that's something that's helped me do so much better this year because the competition was, you know, just so much harder, and I had to work harder for it. But to be able to have that on a consistent basis in a practice setting, that would do nothing but benefit, you know, both teams, whether it be us in Knoxville or whoever it is that we would have a joint practice with. Well, can you just imagine, you know, I watched those guys up there. Um, I really I really watched the, the linemen and stuff a lot. And what they did was the first teamers were in there for about three plays. And then if the draft continued, somebody they subbed them out for the next three plays. And then if the draft continued, they were back in there. You know, so they're they're only playing those D linemen are only playing probably half of the defensive snaps. You know, and depending on the situation and down the distance, uh, they may put in pass rushes versus, you know, just pure defensive tacklers, um tackles to uh, run stoppers in that case, they may put in special pass rushes. So they got players for each position. Can you imagine every day in practice if if we had enough or somebody to line up against and, uh, you know, you go at it for three plays and then your sub comes in for two or three plays. And then you go back in there for three plays. I mean, can you just imagine sitting, not just playing, what you learn by playing, but when you go to the sideline and then you see what's going on and then you go back out there and you put that in motion versus what you've seen, you, you know what I mean? And uh, the, another thing people don't realize is, is uh, you know, like that the other day, those guys, um, they film all those practices. And, uh, you know, now they may not have directly did it at that place, but I'll bet you at some point in time during that day, they had film and uh, as a group, and then they divided up in their specialty groups, and they went over that film again. Uh, can you just imagine how much that would help you and how much better you could get doing that? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's another thing that I was going to mention. This year was the first year for me that I, I've been able to watch and review game film. Um, we never had that luxury before when I played for the Wildfire. And, you know, I actually had a conversation with a girl who plays for, uh, I think it's the Black Widows team. She was she plays the same position I do. And I was just telling her, you know, if you can watch game film, that, that benefits you tremendously. Not just watching, you know, yourself. You know, that's part of it. Watching yourself and being honest with yourself. But also watching your opponents and being able to watch tendencies and stuff like that. Like, there's so much more you see. And it becomes more of a cerebral and a mental game than just a physical game of, you know, going out there and thrashing your body against someone else. It's much more calculated and methodical than that. And, you know, this year I feel like that was something that was very much to my benefit, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to be able to review film, critique myself, and then also, you know, review film of other teams and, you know, try to kind of, you know, prepare and anticipate stuff. So um, being able to do that with practice in addition to just game film 
that would be amazing, you know. There's always room for improvement. I've learned that. Yeah. And, you know, even some of my best games, I've gone back and been like, ah, yeah, that wasn't that. I could have done better than that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just just what I said may have, you know, been the the reason for part of that. I mean, listen, um, you, you like you said, you're – you're a defensive tackle. Um, you're you're not the uh, size of Caitlin, and it, I don't care how good a shape you get in. Now you know I harp on you about certain things and tell you how good you can be if you were. But listen, some of that play comes from fatigue. I promise you, just what I said a few minutes ago, I don't care how good a shape you're in, you can't go out there and run a 100-mile-an-hour play after play after play after taking on two or three blocks, two or three linemen, getting hit, getting an iron knocked out of it. That's what I mean by playing. Look at the difference those guys play. Those defensive linemen, they play two or three plays, they come out. If they punt, then they're out the whole offensive series. If the drive continues, they come back in a play or two. Just, just think of, of being able to practice, of, of how much of giving that 110% you can give every time you're in there. And what you're learning when you're not in there and then on game yeah. day, when you, we already took half of your snaps during the a game away, but I mean we only used you when we had to on offense. You didn't play any special teams. We already took half of your snaps out of the equation. Just imagine if we took about thirty percent more out of those. And what it is, is you're probably you're probably giving all you got on seventy percent. And those 30%, those fatigue plays, is when you sort of let off and, and maybe not as quick off the ball and they get to block you a little bit. We got you on the sidelines if we got more players. We got you on the sidelines where you're getting a break. Next time you go back in there, your your motor's running again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can you just imagine what these guys get the experience. And it ain't just these guys. There's a lot of big women's football teams out there and colleges and a lot of high schools. And I mean, I was I was fortunate to play on a small team, and I loved playing the whole game. But you, I'm telling you, you miss all this uh, joint practice stuff when you don't have enough of being able to do the things that I think that it really, really takes to, to make – and polish these players to be uh, the greatest at their positions. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, being able to have the the time off to breathe and then come back and be 100, 110%, and then by the end of the game, you have given a game, you have played a game in which you have given 110% the whole way through because, you know, there's been many times that i played, you know, the entire, you know, defense, every defensive snap, and then, you know, there's times that I'm given 110%. There's times that it may be 85% because, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, I'm tackling somebody that's, you know, wind going out of my lungs and I got to get back up, you know, get down and then try to fire off and fight people again. So, you know, maybe I'm not given 110%. And then that's always a little bit frustrating whenever you can't. But to be able to come out for a couple of snaps and then go back in fresh, I mean, that would be amazing to be able to do that. 
and to feel like you played a complete game at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's my whole point. That's uh, you know, and to me, here here's the thing. I look at it too, and when when I say this is, it's hard. It's hard for me, not just to get it out to get you in, in game shape. When you come to practice, yeah, we we have an upbeat practice more than most, and you already know that. But it's hard for me mm-hmm. to get you in game shape when we're not even really banging on one another or really blocking one another, at least when we start playing, because we don't have enough to get anybody hurt. So you can yeah. gain shape by what those guys were doing up there. For the, for You've seen those guys. For the first two or three seconds uh, in drills, they were going 100%. When they went one-on-one, now they may have blew quick whistles, keep running backs from getting killed or quarterbacks, but those linemen were going at it. And that's how they were getting in game shape because they were hitting, the full contact was there, they were taking on the yeah. double teams, triple teams, you get knocked down, the air gets knocked out of you, you get used to that stuff. Well, when you don't get used to it in practice and in game time, man, it takes a long time for you to catch that second win or it takes a long time for you to to get in any kind of game shape to play. That's why I say what what we've seen from them, even though we're not on the same team, we could find a team that, look, hey, here, here's the deal. If, if you have to get a ref there, who cares? Each team have a ref there. Who cares? It's worth it. Is it, Look, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, we need to work our offense. You need to work your defense. You need to work your offense. We need to work our defense. You need to work specially, whatever. We're going to agree to do it each week. Uh, you go down there. It's just like having one big team, and when the day's over, you go your separate ways, and you both benefited from what you need to. There's no reason whatsoever that these teams, these small teams, shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I know that um, as far as, like, the contact and practice, we had – it was um, three seasons ago in which we were – you know, we did a lot of contact on the wildfire team, and that was the season that I think our quarterback ended up with her finger broken, and it was her throwing hand. Um, then there was someone else who ended up with a broken hand. Like, you know, and it's like we we needed the work. You know what I'm saying? We were a smaller team, so we needed to be in the game shape. But then at the same time, you you subject yourself to possible loss and people being, you know, on that injured roster, and you put yourself in a bigger bind. So it's like trying to find some type of happy medium. Sometimes it's, it's a little difficult whenever you have a smaller, you know, roster team like that. You don't have the numbers to be able to sacrifice. And yeah, injuries, you just pray that they don't happen. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that's exactly and it. And, you know, one thing I'm going to say for Mary Butler, um, if you, you know, if you don't know who that is, she used to own this league, is, yeah. is that she she was really smart in a, in a lot of ways. Now, she was the um, demise of her own self, but. She was really smart in a lot of ways, and when she started, she uh, essentially named last year's championship the Iron Woman, and it was for that simple reason. Uh, for she called it Iron Woman because they were all playing 
all the time. When you don't even have enough to practice against one another, when you can't line up, if everybody's there and you can't line up 11 on 11, um, that, that's truly what the Iron Woman uh, was about. So, and there's really, when you, when you think about it, there's more what would be Iron Woman teams probably across the country than there is any, anything else. And oh, that's why I'm re- that's why I'm really harping on on this is you know I've been trying forever to uh, and we used to stream with Knoxville some um, but I've been trying forever to get them to uh, scrimmage work joint practice whatever work against us um, all the time and and they won't do it and I say them because they're the closest I mean from here they're a hundred miles um, it could benefit them. So much it has. You don't have to keep score. Who cares? We're going down there to work. If we go down there and achieve what we go to achieve without ever putting the ball in the end zone, it's a win for us. Maybe that's not what we're going to work on that day. You know, everything is not about when you're practicing about putting uh, the ball in the end zone. You know, maybe it's to uh, you know to work on your running game, and if it happens, great. Maybe it's to work on your trap blocks or maybe pulling blocks, whatever the case may be, it, it ain't always about a score. See, they always look at it like, I mean, we always did kill them uh, a bunch, and they can't get over that. And it's about, hey, man, work harder. Get better coaches that that want you to be better. You know what I'm saying? Everybody they get is just like scared to death. And it's like, hey, man, Every year we put a bunch of new girls on the field that need that work. And even though those new girls need that work, I'm sitting there telling you, defensive line woman of the year in the league, you need that work because you need to not only get in football shape, you need to see that uh, those runs, those passes every day at 100% versus in practice at 50%. Right. I agree with that. I feel like it would be a benefit, you know, for myself personally, but uh, everybody collectively. I mean, it's only going to make everyone better. And it and it doesn't, you know, friendly competition is always good. I mean, we we all play this game because we have competitive hearts, right? But at the same time, another reason that I love this game is the camaraderie that comes with that. But that doesn't have to be limited just solely to your team. There's camaraderie between, you know, teams across the board. But we need that culture to kind of shift and change. So that way we are all kind of one in order to propel women's football to the next level because otherwise it's just going to kind of stay where it is. And, you know, that's that's not going to be of any help to anyone in the long run, you know. Um, but it, 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 it requires people to kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be a ego-based thing or solely about winning when it comes to those, uh, you know, scrimmages or um, practices with other teams. You know, friendly competition, yes, but then at the end of the day, there's, like, camaraderie there. Kind of the the same type of vibe you have whenever those all-star games take place. I mean, that was probably, you know, one of the highlights of the season for me was being able to – you know, suit up and play next to girls that I had played against. And, you know, we're all vibing and it feels good. And it feels like we have been teammates all season. 
that's the type of mindset and cultural change that needs to happen across the board from team to team. You know what I mean? Yep, I, I've been preaching it forever, and, and that's the part that these they don't understand. Listen, we was at that joint stream at our, uh, training camp for the Texans the other day, and when the defense scored on an interception, they went ballistic over it, did they not? Uh, when the oh, yeah. offense scored on the defense, the offense went ballistic. They were two different groups. But they were all one in the end. They're out there at that point. It's defense against offense, offense against defense. They have a job. Each side has a job to do. That's to stop the other. At the end of the day, they're all on the same team. And and that's what I'm trying to say here is even though they have a team down there, and I, I don't care nothing about going down there and taking over their team or coaching their team, I just want them to be able to put bodies out there for our team to go work against. Then I want us to be able to put bodies out there for their team to come and work against. That, whatever they want to coach and teach their players, that's up to them. I just want mm-hmm. to be able to do it because I looked the other day, me and Jennifer were talking about this the other day, and uh, besides you two girls coming down here, um, we have a few players, uh, one player from Rutledge. Uh, everybody else lives around here. Um, and the Tri-Cities area has less than 80,000 people in it that we're drawing from to get players. Now, parts, and I'm not going to mention, but parts of the, the country that a lot of these teams that we're playing have close to 800,000 people that they're drawing from versus up here at 80,000. So oh, yeah. to, <laughs> to think that we got to think that we're going to ever get 40 or 50 players is absurd. I mean, I'll just tell you, it's absurd. You know, we've had this team for four years, and the most we ever finished the season with was 18, and that was last year. We finished the season this year with 16, and that's usually what we finish with. So do you you want to try to tell me when you don't know anything, not you, but anybody's going to try to tell me that they don't know anything about the area we live in, that we're going to ever have 40 or 50 players is baloney. Uh, uh, and you know what? In, in four years, Mindy, where our record is 27 and 10, we've played in three championships and was one game away from playing in another, and we've won one. Now, if that ain't enough, that's winning 76% of your games, playing in 75% of your seasons in a cha- at the end in a championship game. Now, if that's not enough to draw girls in your area to come and want to play, then you tell me what is. It was it was the same struggle on the team that I was on before. I mean, West Virginia, all of West Virginia is it's just a rural state. Um, you know, you have Charleston, the capital, and it's not very big. Um, we managed to have about the same numbers that you guys have had and that we had this year. Um, we had a solid core of us that had played together for about five or six years, but we were spread out throughout the state. You know, me and Kristen lived here in Beckley. There were some girls in Charleston. We had our quarterback who traveled from Morgantown, which is about three, three and a half hours. Um, I mean, we were spread out all over the state, and we tried very hard to recruit, 
And it was just, it's just hard. And especially in a rural community, everyone is spread out. It's not like people on top of people. You can't get a buzz going like you can in, you know, these bigger areas. And it's very frustrating um, because as much as you would want to have a, a team with a roster of 40, you got to be realistic about it and be able to kind of work with what you have. <laughs> and I think that we've done that. I mean, obviously you guys have done it successfully now for how many years? Did you say four or five years? Four years. We we did that successfully for four years. Um, and I, and that's the thing. I think that, uh, you know, we have the recipe. We, we know what we, you know, what we need to do and know what we're doing here. Uh, to get there, but, you know, just think if we, not only if we, I mean, yeah, we need more players. I'm not ever going to quit trying to get new players. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've My goal is always just to have 25 players because that would give me, if you have the usual number, three or four not makes the practice, on a normal practice, you're going to have close to having 11 to fit on 11 out there. And that was always my goal. Um, so, but without that goal, all the teams around us, uh, the Carolina Queens, they weren't but a, uh, what three or four hours away. They they've always had you know less than twenty five. Um, the Knoxville team down here, they've always had less than twenty five. All I'm saying is, is there's no sense, no reason whatsoever um, to not get together. Why do you think those NFL teams? They have when the season ends, they still have 53 or 52, I think, on the active roster. They still have their, uh, you know, their 22 defensive players and their 22 offensive players and then a few special teamers here and there and blah, blah, blah. They still, during the summer when they have 90 players, they still have joint practices. I mean, that guy mm-hmm. told me up there at the Texas camp that uh, – I believe it was today, maybe, that uh, the 49ers were flying in to have a joint uh, streaming joint practice today. You need those types of things. And that's just part of it. Uh, The problem in women's football is, is, I don't know, you said it, you know, is everybody, um, you know, you need that – you need that competitive edge, but you also need to understand that when the game's over, um, you know, it, it needs to be over. I wish that, that us or the Pumas were closer. Uh, we have a good enough relationship with them uh, as far mm-hmm. as coaching, owners, players, that we could make this, uh, you know, work every practice force, have a joint practice, you know. Uh, and that would just make it more competitive. That would just make, you know, the fact that the players, you know, that are on the on the Pumas are going to talk to you a little bit. And then when you get the better up, they're going to talk to them a little bit. And that just makes for a great conversation when you meet later or, or the next day or whatever and go out to eat or talk on the computer, phone, whatever everybody does. That just makes for good uh, football all the way around. And you're exactly right. When we got to, if we're ever going to grow and get to where we need to, we've all got to have that mindset. Most definitely. It's a it's a cultural shift that needs to take place sooner rather than later, you know. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent That's the uh, you know that's part of what. Um, you know, we've been trying to work on here and, and with the league. And, you know, it's one of them things. Look, I mean, you know, to be honest, it was just, um, I mean, to think really that our team has that good relationship with the Pumas is sort of unheard of because, uh, I mean, they come down here and beat us in the first game in overtime, and, you know, that was the highlight of their – at that time, they never even won a game. Um, you know, we just won a championship thinking that we're, we're going to win this game as much as they thought they were, and they win and in overtime. And uh, who would ever guess that our players and, and organization would have as good a relationship with them as, as what we do. Yeah, definitely. So, well, Mandy, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, be on here with us tonight and, and talk about some women's football. And, uh, again, congratulations for uh, being the 2018 USWFL Defensive Line Woman of the Year. It's a, uh, you should be proud. That's a great honor. Um, you are um a unanimous vote to to win that, hands down. And, uh, you know, this, this congratulations just shows off the hard work and a uh, uh, little bit of what you can do if you work harder than you did even this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I just wanted to thank you um, for having me on and for all the help this season um, and everything that you guys have done and welcoming us to the team. Um, I also want to thank my all my teammates because without them I couldn't have done half of what I did. And um, uh, thank you for everybody who voted for me. I appreciate it. And um, I'm definitely honored. Well, you should be. You, you deserved it. Uh, I know um, the season didn't go exactly like we wanted it to, but, hey, we uh, – you know what? We hung in there, give every everything we had, every single game, and and within every single game, we lost um, five games by um, a total of I think it was twenty two points or something. So, you know what? We were in every dang game, man, and uh, ended up winning, scratched our way back into play for championship game, and um, you know just a unfortunate play there at the end where they scored on, um, you know, we couldn't overcome. So uh, I know it didn't turn out exactly like we all wanted, but it was a heck of a year um, for us, for women's football. I mean, just to be a part of the, you know, the things that you uh, these teams were a part of, the inaugural kickoff, um, the two championships, the all-star games, um, you know, get to play all your games, um, not have any forfeits along the way. You know what? It was just a great year and, and uh, you know, a great year for you to be a part of the team. And we appreciate you. No, definitely. It was, it was a good year. I enjoyed myself and look forward to more football. All righty. Well, I appreciate you being on. You have a good one. You too. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Have thank you. All right, folks, that was Mindy Jenkins, defensive line moment of the year, 2018 for the USWFL. 
she played for us here at Tri City Thunder. Uh, did a did a great job. Um, really, really did. Finished in the top four in total tackles uh, during the regular season as a defensive tackle. So uh, that was a uh, that's pretty pretty amazing. Um, she's a great player, great person. If you don't know know Mandy, she's a uh, I imagine she could be a bear, a grizzly bear, if she wanted to, but. Uh, most of the time, she sort of acts like a big old teddy bear, but I'm asking she can get right if she if she needed to. But she she's a great person. If you don't know her, uh, you should get to know her. Um, you know, she touched on some stuff there, and I I haven't talked to her since last week when we went to the Texans camp. Other than just a day to remind her to call in tonight, but she touched on something there that. You know, I, I feel like that I've been uh, that I hope I've got my my team on board as well as as myself and and everybody else that we're we're preaching to is is the fact that she understands um, what it means for everybody to to be dialed in and for everybody to be dialed in and on the same page. Uh, it's is what we can do with women's football if we. If we all decide to go there, uh, you know, it's it's not personal. I mean, if you, you know Mandy, I, I mean, I don't know who knows or who don't listen, but if you, if you don't know her, she'll, uh, she'll knock your teeth out and help you up. Uh, she's that kind of kind of player. You know, she don't take anything personal, and uh, that's good. It, you know, it shouldn't be that way. But, but I know I have a hard time separating a lot of this stuff, too, folks. I played. Um, I never helped nobody up a day when I played. Uh, when it's over, we might have been friends, but when we played, we ran these. Uh, but, but still, she's on the right track. Um, you know, it's a little bit different when you play for high school teams or colleges or, or you're getting paid, that's sort of your job. This is a, um, not just uh, – you should treat it like your job, but for now it's not your job. And, and folks like Mindy are trying to pave the way for these young girls, maybe like some of her kids that, you know, want at some point in time it could be their job. Um, and that's, that's what it's definitely going to take. Um, I don't know how we're going to get there. I really don't. Uh, seems like you know the harder we try, um, you get people out here that that uh, don't want to buy in or all the time bashing other people because of, um, their players don't win this or their players don't win that. It's it's not just about um, what the team can win or how great the season was or or anything like that. It's always some people always want to make everything about them. And uh, we we will never get to where uh, we want to be acting or or doing that. I, I will grant you that. So uh, uh, I'm I'm really glad Mindy touched on touched on that um, about how how things can be if everybody would change their way of thinking. And uh, I really do believe um, when we went to that Texans thing, what we learned from as much as anything um, was the fact of the 
rotation they were on and, you know, the practice that they got. And, you know, I think about that, Lord, if we had that many players, shoot, I could pick my uh, starters and and then my uh, quick subs to get them in now and how much work I could get them. And uh, they, you really wouldn't miss anything by putting them in. It, it, it's truly amazing. And, uh, you know, to have not to have that many players, but to have a team that's close enough to you to, you know, to get the job done uh, every other week or every week or anything is uh, sad that we can't uh, get together and work on that. And, you know, just unfortunate where we live. They're just the population's not that big, and, and there's only one team closest to us, and uh, they choose not to uh, uh, be uh, too friendly when it comes to working out with other team, well, especially the team or, or whatever. And, it, and it's all for their own good. So, uh, anyway, uh, that about wraps it up uh, for me tonight. Or, um, like I said, I, I believe there's two NFL games this Thursday. There'll be a bunch uh, over the weekend. Um, preseason NFL games just right around the corner, folks. Um, you know, football, 24-7, that's what we love. That's what we like to talk about. College is just right around the corner. Um, everybody's about to get full swing high school. Um, you know, we just learned today that a couple high school, a uh, couple girls playing on local high school around here. Uh, we're going to go watch them play some. Uh, so football is just about to get the full swing uh, for the men and uh, even for the women playing on these high schools. So uh, uh, thanks, D.C. Hawks Sports Network, for giving us this opportunity to come on here and talk about women's football and, and football in general. So uh, uh, maybe you can join us next Tuesday night. Uh, maybe I'll have a couple more uh, guests on here that want to share some good information about women's football. Um, we'll see who we can get lined up. Appreciate everybody for listening, tuning in. Uh, to next Tuesday, uh, we'll see you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.